Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. It's a fairly rare occurrence when I have the opportunity to speak to not one, but two of the stars leading a national tour down here in Orlando at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. It's an even more rare occurrence, and I would say this is the first time ever, when those two stars share the same role. As you've heard me talk about on Today on Broadway, currently playing here in Orlando is Tina Colon, the Tina Turner musical. It is playing through Sunday, January 15th. From there, it is heading to Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, New Orleans, Memphis, Atlanta, and Minneapolis, heading into March. We'll, of course, have a link in the show notes, one where you can purchase tickets and see if Tina is coming to somewhere in your neck of the woods soon. But as you might be aware, when the show was originally on Broadway, the Tony-winning original star Adrian Warren progressively played fewer and fewer shows each week. Starting with the traditional eight shows, she eventually worked down to six. And on tour, the producers have actually decided to split the role of Tina Turner equally between two different actresses. Those two actresses are Zurin Villanueva and Naomi Rogers. And both of them are my guests here today. I first saw Zern in the off-Broadway production of Clueless the Musical. She's also been seen on Broadway in The Lion King, Shuffle Along, The Book of Mormon, and most recently, Mean Girls. For Naomi, this is her second national tour, having been in the ensemble and an understudy in Frozen, which, as we talk about, actually brought her here to Orlando just about one year ago. As we get into the interview, I start off with Zura. Naomi had some technical issues getting connected. She will join, as you will hear in the conversation. And then she has a few spots where she drops out. So if things are a little choppy at times, that is why I've tried to clean them up as much as possible. But it was mainly a connection issue in her hotel. Nonetheless, both of these women who play Tina Turner share some incredible insights, not only about what it takes physically and vocally to play this role, but also the importance of playing an icon like Tina Turner and the responsibility that comes with it. We had a really fun conversation, so I hope you enjoy it. And of course, if you are in the Central Florida area, I highly encourage you to check out the show notes and get your tickets to see Tina through this weekend. All right, with all of that out of the way, here is my conversation with Zuren Villanueva and Naomi Rogers. I don't know, did you did you notice any of the, uh, the costume faux pas? I did not, <laughs> and I was sitting pretty close. What, what, what were some of the issues? Oh, there were so many. It was so it was so much fun. <laughs> um, the shoes, um, the shoes for that I usually wear. Like I usually change shoes when I'm on the bed with the girls in the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah, there were no shoes, so oh. I like wore my boots. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah, for the for that whole for the whole number in the club for the first time, you were in the boots. Um, no, I was able to change oh, okay. right while Ike was singing. Oh, okay. I, I actually did notice you came on later. I mean, you weren't with the other girls yeah. when that started. I noticed you came on late because I was on that side of the house, but I didn't realize why. Yeah, yeah, the shoes. Yeah, always <laughs> something. I mean, uh, you you change so much on stage that I imagine like one thing not being perfectly in place can really throw some things off. Fortunately, it was always shoes and not a wig. I mean, wigs would probably be a bigger issue, but uh, yes, uh, but still, very very fun. How how? Oh, yes. I mean, how many costume changes do you do during the show? Do you know? You know, I forgot to count. I meant to count, but. I know there's more than 10. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine there's 10 in the first, I mean, the first act almost, even with all of the different stuff yeah. you go through. Like, that's insane. I got to count. That's a good question. Yeah. So many costume changes. <laughs> I I must say, I didn't really um, 
I didn't notice the costume changes when I was watching the show so many times. Yeah. And then we were in tech and I was like, oh, snap, I forgot we have to change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think any musical theater fan kind of understands that like these big powerhouse roles, it's not uncommon to have multiple people alternate in them. But normally it's one person does six shows and another person does two. I Obviously, you and Naomi split the show down the middle four per week each. And I think that anybody who has seen Tina kind of has a decent understanding as to why that is uh, important to do. But I'm interested in, from your perspective, why this role specifically needs to be split up like it is. Well, first, in the show itself, as you saw last night, we don't leave the stage. Yeah. Um, I believe we have, you know, we have pockets of 30 seconds here, 90 seconds there. We have four minutes in the beginning and that's it. We can't even go to the bathroom. So um, it really is, um, from the Tina's perspective, a marathon um, and of transitions from all of the stages of her life. So that's one reason. Another reason um, would be vocally. Um, we're yeah. singing 21 songs, you know, and um, I intend on holding on to my voice this entire time. <laughs> Yeah. Into well after it's over. So, you know, she need uh the voice needs to be regenerate. She needs water, she needs rest to continue to, to function. Um uh, that's another reason. And then lastly, the fact that we are on tour. Um, because uh a lot of the times we travel on Monday. Monday's our day off. So essentially we're traveling on our day off. So where's the day off? <laughs> yeah. You're still kind of working whether you're working or not. Yeah, like you're you're at least having to be up moving luggage around, you know. Um, so when you add the stress of tour, you know, not having the consistency of your kitchen and your diet, all of these things affect um, your body and your ability to do many, many shows, you know. So the, for that reason, we definitely, definitely need to split it um, for everyone's health. And I am so happy the producers um, did that to, to make it manageable. You, you mentioned the voice and obviously the amount of songs that you sing is, is unbelievable. But uh, to me, just watching like, and not being a singer other than like high school choir a couple decades ago, like it, that was one of the most impressive things to me because I, I don't think that I would ever call it like an impression of, of Tina, but as the show goes on and please correct me if I'm wrong on this, it feels like there is definitely a progression from the anime voice to something that is at least evocative of like the iconic Tina Turner rasp. Yes. So how do you do that? No, I mean, specifically like what physical vocal changes do you have to do to get that quality? But then also how do you do it to make sure that you do it healthily and you can continue to do the tour and have a voice when you're done playing Tina? Yes. Um, well, I, that is something I, I built in over time. Um, I started to, you know, I spoke to the musical director about like things. I was like, well, what if I tried to sing it a little bit younger here, a little bit younger? He was like, oh, okay. And it turns out he liked it. So we kept going in that direction. Um, and then I remember, you know, our director was wanted to focus on her, the weight of her voice after having children, having like, okay, so she had these children. She's 40 now. Her voice has dropped. We need to hear that. And I was like, well, if that's what we're doing, speaking wise, we need to do that 
singing wise as well. So I started lightening up the earlier show so that it could be more of an effect later. And before you know it, we had this, we had this thing. I definitely, I worked with some um, rock voice teachers in terms of where that growl is coming from to make sure you're not pushing. And then it's just something that, um, that doesn't hurt. Like you literally try things until you find something that doesn't hurt. <laughs> you know, if it doesn't hurt, it's all good. You know? Yeah. yeah. And Naomi has joined us. So thank you so much for, for jumping on Naomi. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so sorry. My connection here is so bad, but I finally am here. So no thank worries. You. Not a problem at all. And we were just talking about like, why this role is split between two people and what you have to do to keep yourself physically and vocally healthy while you're playing this powerhouse of a role on tour. For you, Zurin was just kind of talking about what she does vocally throughout the show, but as you were on tour, what do you have to do to keep yourself physically healthy and able to go out and do basically a nonstop concert for two and a half hours, four times a week? You really have to set yourself up for the moment before it happens. Um, <laughs> I, that's what I have learned is that if I jump into it and I'm already not in the mood or in the in the mode of rock and roll, if I'm not already in the mode of strength and power and and being and feeling above in in, in energy, you it, it, you'll you'll crash. I've done that before, and I was like, that is not how you go into it. So every time before I go on stage, I pump myself up. I have to, and I can agree with Zern that throughout the show the songs it, it brings you to that point like basically the i think me and uh one of the uh tina understudies her name is paris lewis we were talking about how you don't have to warm up for real three of the songs sing three of those songs in the beginning of the show and that's a warm-up all by itself so this is it's just it's that's what it is energy when it's interesting because not to spoil anything i don't think this is a spoiler but like when the show opens, you're basically sitting on stage with your back to the audience in a very non-energetic position, although we come to realize exactly what Tina is doing as the show goes on with that. But it does feel like you have to kind of generate some of that energy before you get on stage and then kind of pull it back when you first come on. And then you go away for a few minutes before you actually have to jump into those songs. So how do you kind of make sure that that doesn't wane throughout the show for either of you here? When you are on stage the whole time, how are you able to actually physically keep that level of intensity from start to finish? Because as Zern mentioned earlier, like you don't have a lot of time to go out off stage and catch your breath. Well, I heard I heard two different questions because one, like in the beginning, when we do have that break. I actually like to sing Nutbush with uh, with the cast backstage. Oh, cool. You know, it's my it's my little vocal check in moment. Um, cause I'm, my body is actually quick to warm up, quick to warm down. So actually the show is very, very, uh, you know, convenient because I don't have to worry about, you know, just like, oh, my body got cold again. Cause I'm, you know, we're hot the entire time. Um, except for that beginning part. So that really, uh, that really helps for me, but it's really just every, each song is a reset you know, and you're riding the emotions of the entire show and you just, you just let it lead you, you know, you don't, you don't do, once you're doing the show, you don't have to do too much. You got to get out of your own way. Naomi, one of the things you mentioned was 
how important power is to this role. And obviously, from a performance standpoint, I think anybody who has seen the show understands the power that you need to play this part. But there is a power in Tina, both as a real life figure and as the character version of her that you two are playing. As you have kind of in, embraced everything that this version of Tina is, have you learned anything about yourself through that process that you have taken away from somebody who has been such a massive part of of entertainment for so long as Tina Turner has? I cannot not talk about this story. And that's how much it's changed my life. Because any moment someone has something to say, or wait, did you know this? And they're like, wow, I can't believe she went through that. And I'm like, I know the decisions and the choices that she makes. I was like, yes, I I, I take that. I take, I, I take that and I take and apply it to my own life. I always tell people, I'm like, Tina does not speak unless she, unless it is something important that she has to say. She doesn't say anything just to say stuff. She doesn't say things just to say things. Everything that she says has power to it and it has meaning to it. And that's the type of woman that I want to be. And she has inspired me to be that. So uh, I'm, I'm doing that each and every day is walking with that same, trying to walk with that same power because she built that. I also... I also learned also, and I like to say it like this, that she knows what it sounds like to hate. She knows what that feeling, and that's all she knows, and that's all she is. So it's amazing. Zern, both of you have been in shows that are based on like I- existing properties and things that people uh, know and portraying iconic characters and stories. You know, that, that comes with a bit of a responsibility because you want to give the audiences something that they recognize. But I'd have to imagine that playing a character and a person, a real life icon like Tina, like Naomi was just kind of describing, I imagine that brings on a whole other level of of pressure with that, especially when, and I don't know how much she's been involved with, you know, the tour itself, but like Tina was intimately involved with the creation of this show and has been, you know, championing it from the beginning. Do you feel that pressure? Or is that kind of an, an honor and a responsibility or maybe a, a little bit of all of that? It's definitely an honor. Um, um, of course, there's responsibility, but I believe there's responsibility with any and every role you take on. Um, but I, it just, for me, it just feels like complete privilege. And um, so, you know, I just do my research to do it as best that, that I can, you know. And what does that research uh, include? I mean, obviously, the the version of Tina you were getting on stage is, is there in the script. But do you go back and watch performance videos do you watch other movies you watch angela bassett what what do you do um well we watch angela bassett again because we can never get enough of course yeah (laughs) we also um we i watch all her uh we watch all her concerts um reading her books um reading uh happiness becomes you now like i'm just anything that she had her hands on and there's such a wealth of resources online because of YouTube. We love YouTube University. (laughs) Um, We just, we watch every single thing and every little thing can really um, just open our eyes to parts that we didn't think about before. Yeah, absolutely. Naomi, before you jumped on, Zoran was telling me about some of the costume issues that happened during the performance last night. Um, And in a show where you were on stage, essentially from start to finish obviously there's a lot of opportunities where even a small thing can uh can cause an issue do you have a a memory of something that uh in the first few months of this tour has has been a little uh not gone according to plan for you any any fun stories like that 
Oh, every time I put on my magnetic dress and oh. I have to pull it down every single time, every single day, every time it bunches right up in my face and I, 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 I deal with it. And, but it's one thing for sure. I've learned that I can, um, I can use it in the show now. I can use it as a thing or I can use it as a moment in the show. So it's actually benefited and it's a benefit to me because, you know, there's a lot of space in some scenes where I need time to actually adjust and take a breath. So to have that moment to like, you know, fix your clothes a little bit is needed. But I think the most traumatic thing that happened to me was uh, I had a load of 50 people that who came to Durham last week to see <laughs> me. And um, I went on stage and my wig was sliding back. <laughs> and, oh, I, no. and Garrett has to, you know, this is the scene in Hire where he has to slap me and I go and he slaps me and I have to, you know, whip my body. So then it slides off even more. So then I turn around and I face the back and I have to fix my wig and then I get back into the scene. So it just, <laughs> uh. this is all happening in the front of the stage. I'm right in the front, but. Uh, <laughs> oh man. But yes. No, no, but the wig didn't actually fly off, though. I imagine that no, would be... No, she did okay. not fly off. She stayed okay. on. Okay. She stayed on. Okay, okay good. Now, okay, you, you, just because I'm curious, you said you called the wig she. Like, do they? Do these different wigs have different names? Like, do you, other than, like, just describing them, do you do you get that intimately familiar with these individual wigs? I, I really... Yes, they do. I call that the River Deep Mountain High wig. That is the river... That's the bangs. Yeah. Um. That's the one. So, but, but we call all of them she, because yeah. it, it really is that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the wigs are a big part of it. You know, we talked about uh, earlier that, you know, Zern, you talked about your voice progresses. Her, Tina's look progresses, and it's such an iconic yeah. thing that we know through the years, and thank you again to YouTube, that we can go back and look. Like, we can see that progression in real life, and it's important yeah. to see it on stage as well. But, um yeah. Now, uh, I would imagine, I would guess that most of the time when you, each of you aren't in the show, that you're back at the hotel or Airbnb and you're resting and recuperating. But between rehearsals and the first few months of the tour, I assume that you have seen each other play Tina a, a, at least in yeah. parts a fair amount. So uh, I'll ask both of you, Zern, I'll start with you. What do you think makes Naomi's Tina Tina special? And then Naomi, I'll ask you the same thing about Zern. Um. well... Not to put you on the spot or anything. No, but no, 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 no. Like, cause, cause I mean, we get questions like that, but not put in that way. And so that is, um, I really like that question. Um, I think what makes it special is um, the heart. Um, there is a, there is a center when Naomi performs that is so connected to everything on stage. Um, and it's, it's really, I, I think what I'm it's just love and I can just really, I can really feel it every time she performs. Um, and it's one of my favorite things. Um, and that, um, that beautiful vibrato she got is, it's hot, baby. Yeah. She hot. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, what about, about you with Zern? Oh, I call that the Brooklyn Tina. Come on. <laughs> I call that that's the Brooklyn Tina right there when I when she is 
on that stage. And I, I always try to come and, and see the show every other week and things like that, just to pop in and just to hear her voice. I just want to see what she's doing, what's, what's new. And um, it's the it's the humor and the liveliness and the lightness that she brings to Tina that just make her, you really are watching Tina on stage because you are connecting with Zurin. And I love that because that's the person that she is on and off stage. But that's the Brooklyn Tina, honey. Don't play with her. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. Well, um, I will let you go because I know you both have a lot of rest to do, but uh, I'll end on this one question. Obviously, when you're not on stage, uh, rest, recuperating, taking care of yourself is really important. But you are here in in Central Florida. Uh, are there any things that you have to do while you're here? Any things you have to check out? Any sites you have to see? Any uh, attractions you have to go to while you're in town? I mean, we know obviously what it is. <laughs> we must go see the mouse. I must go to Harry Potter World. Gryffindor for life. <laughs> You know, it's a <laughs> we have to, we have to. Um also the sushi down here is amazing. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna be going to Neon Beach and I will be having me a nice drink because I was here of it and I'm going to Disney World tomorrow, so I'm excited. You said neon beach? Ooh, that mm -hmm. sounds nice. Real nice little tiki bar vibes. That's what it gives. That's what it gives. That sounds nice. <laughs> you were here just a, a little over a year ago with Frozen, right? Yes. So you you you've got a, a good scope of the lay of the land then a little bit. Yes. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to do this. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking a little bit of uh, a time out of your day. And uh, congratulations on an incredible production. I hope you both have a great run here in Orlando and a great rest of your tour. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much.